1: Ambar Garcia and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, March 21st, 2018, season 13, episode number 106. Welcome to another edition of The Break. I am Derek Eagleton, joined by our normal cast here. And actually, I just thought about something. I got that wrong. It's actually season 14. Yeah, it is. And episode number two, because the NFL year has changed now. We're into a new NFL season um and it's i not it's
2: important know if, not to mess up
1: it is important not to mess <laughs> Mike up. marshall did not tell us about the and he didn't rollover. mention it was actually last week should have been episode one and he didn't get that right fire wow. literally nobody cares gone gone season 14 gone he'll never host again in this city wow damn <laughs> uh, that's not true actually
3: next thursday next Bye. thursday he will be
1: hosting the show actually for the next three weeks he's going to be hosting the show so
3: ken i was hoping you would save that drop for a little bit later on when we talked about other people
0: Well, see you later.
3: That one, too.
1: Okay, yeah. All right, so we got a lot to talk about. Free agency is here. There have been a lot of moves around the NFL. Ironically, there have been zero moves here with the Cowboys. Uh, Although there are things... I'm sorry, yes. Do
4: not forget about that fullback trade, all right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right.
1: You're right. There has been... But
4: that wasn't a free agent move. It was a move. A guy guy that wasn't on this team is
1: on this team now. We'll get into that and talk about that. But there's been... Uh, a lot of stuff around the league and and I really wanted to start this conversation just getting you guys opinion because I think if you if you listen to what fans are saying and and really just the general media as well, uh, I think the Cowboys are taking a lot of a lot of just negativity uh, because they haven't been very active. What are your thoughts of kind of what's transpired so far um here at the beginning of free agency with the Cowboys?
3: Well, can we just say also that, Alan Hearns is, is here. I mean, he's in, he's here. He's yeah, in the building. He's in the building. Yep. Alan Hearns and, and two other guys. He's
0: in the building!
4: As soon as you said that,
3: <laughs> I knew it was coming. Yeah. But uh, also, I mean, Joe Thomas is also here. And um, he's a linebacker. That was actually on the practice squad at some point here. Did not really know. I was going to ask uh, you yeah. to elaborate. I was like, I thought Joe Thomas retired. Right. I, the I, the I figured guy. that was. I was kind of going for the pause there. And then Deontay Thompson, a wide receiver who is with the Bills. Sorry, those three guys. So to answer your question, uh, and we'll
1: get to Alan Hearns a little bit. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about him.
3: Um, I, I think I think the, the Cab. I think fans are upset about nine and seven, and no no playoff. You know, no, no make not making the playoffs, not doing anything for the last you know fifteen twenty years. That's what they're upset about. So they just feel like they want to get better. They see other teams thinking that they're going to get better. Who knows if they really are, but you know, they just want to see you guys do something here that's not a fullback. I, I kind of understand it, but, you know, people are just bitching to bitch. I mean, that's just what they do.
1: Are there, are there people, are there players that uh, other teams have signed that you wish the Cowboys would have made more of a
3: play for? Don't ask Dave that.
1: Why? Why not?
4: Because, of course, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Badge. Who? <laughs> I, it's not even where my mind went at first. but Right. Up, just, well, that's it. You know, when this whole thing starts every year for the first three days, you're like, all right, calm down, everybody. Like, it, no, they're not going to throw $80 million around. But then you start to see some of these other things. And I've said it on this show before that the trades that happened before free agency even kicked off. Uh, I just I'd like to see a little more aggression on behalf of the Cowboys. And that doesn't mean. Dropping $80 million. That means signing a freaking Pro Bowl safety named Tyron Matthew to a $6 million deal. How about. One Morgan, year. One year. How about. No commitment, yeah. How about Morgan Burnett on a three year, $14.5 million deal? Less than $5 million a year. How about, you know, I, I always go back to that. We talk about how this team doesn't have a great one technique. The Patriots got Danny Shelton for a third round pick. He's a first round one technique defensive tackle. I think you make your off uh, your defensive line a heck of a lot better adding that guy to it. And. It's a it's a relatively highly priced draft pick, but you it can pay dividends immediately if you put the other talent on your defensive line next to a guy like that. Uh, free stuff up for your linebackers. Um, what are some other ones? You know, you know, we talked about Sammy Watkins last week. I think that would have been dumb. I'm not, this $50, 60000000 million contracts, I'm not interested, but there are small calculated things that other teams are doing that I think this team could be doing that I think would be smart. And uh, I don't blame fans for being frustrated that uh, that they're not doing at least some smaller type of things. You, you may- know,
2: I've, I've decided to take this another route. Okay. And usually I would be frustrated for not seeing anything happening, just as everyone else is. But at the same time, I'm thinking, okay, well, patience is a virtue. And we've seen that the Cowboys haven't been very successful at acquiring, or the guys they've gotten haven't been a... A good hit. So they haven't hit on good guys during free agency. So I keep trying to take it back and say, okay, well, maybe this is a good move. But then at the same time, it's so, it's so back and forth because at the same time, you only get essentially two ways of bettering your team through free agency and then the draft. They're letting free agency go by without doing really anything. So I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt and let them handle this and expect them to know what they're doing and expect that maybe, one, it would have been too much money and we know how they have money problems right now in a way, but two, if the guys that they did go for... Would those be a waste? And would be would we be here later on the year talking about these free agent guys that sucked and didn't do anything for the Cowboys? Yeah,
1: the fact of the matter is, when you go for and I think Dave, you hit on the same thing. When you go for the high priced free agent, typically you're overpaying. You're overpaying for free agents that when you're when you're on that first wave of guys. Um, you look at just the history of the Cowboys. This is rare you find a high-priced free agent the Cowboys pay for that actually pays dividends. Um, That doesn't happen a whole lot. I think it happens the other way. I
4: don't think it happens that often in the NFL.
1: Yeah, maybe not, right. And and you look at just the most recent one. I don't know if this is the most recent one I can come think of, Brandon Carr. Brandon Carr is a good player. Problem is you overpaid for him, and that's what free agency does. It takes a good payer and makes you pay him as though he's a great player rather than paying him as a good player. And that, I think, is the challenge of being in that first wave of free agency. There's probably only two or three guys every year in free agency that's in that first wave that actually get money that they're worth. The rest of them are getting overpaid because they're the best guy available.
4: Right? I think, yeah, but I think the vast majority of intelligent fans understand that and don't want the Cowboys splashing $80 million on players. Okay, but forget those eight people. How about the rest of the people? <laughs> I, I don't, I I don't. I am not under the impression that there. I mean, okay, you know, people get excited. Any people get excited anytime a guy gets released. So you know, like Indomitsu, he gets released out of a hundred million dollar contract. You think you might be able to get him for cheaper. But you talk about the unrestricted free agents, like the guys who are really the cream of the crop of this free agent class. Like you didn't hear a whole lot of, you know, complaining that the Cowboys should be chasing after those guys. And when the Cowboys did reveal that they went after Sammy Watkins, people were kind of surprised. Like. Really,
2: you
3: know, but a lot of times, unrestricted free agent is like a senior in the NBA, like because you you probably would have been released earlier. I think the guys that are released are probably better players because they're released because of because they had a high contract. I think if you just let it go all the way to the end of unrestricted, I don't know
4: if you're going to get that many great players. I think the best ones are the ones that are getting cut. Yeah, yeah, and I would agree with that. And well, the point I was going to make is. I don't feel like we have to sell fans on not buying 80 and 100 million dollar players but again it's the smaller smarter more reasonable con like you know I already brought up Morgan Burnett Pittsburgh put him on a three year 15 million dollar deal even if he's not good is that really going to ruin your 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 finances probably not. Uh, Green Bay added Mo Wilkerson, one year, five million dollars.
1: The one year deals are the ones that really have to yeah, stand out. He's
4: got a bad reputation, but if he, you know, if he doesn't make good on it, nobody's going to care. Uh, Tyron Matthew, again, it, it's that type of stuff. I think for the most part, that's how you can really improve your team without sinking an absurd amount of money into it. Uh, and the fact that we haven't seen the Cowboys really even sniff at any of those situations, I think, is what's got yeah. people frustrated. And
3: I think when you, you look at Demarcus Lawrence, and obviously. You know, fans don't look. Uh, they don't really think about that as something that counts. Like that, doesn't really count. Like yeah, they got him. But I think the issue with with Demarcus and what the Cowboys did is that they didn't get him on a long term deal. I don't think they want to. And by, by their decision of not trying to get him on a long term deal, and they're going to have seventeen million just sitting there for him. You know, that's that's going to be problematic to sign other guys. And so when when fans say, "Well, oh, that doesn't really count," unfortunately, it really does count to the cap, and it's eating into it. Their decision, and I don't know if I blame him. The guy's really probably, a, I don't know if he's a one-hit wonder, but he's a one-and-a-half-hit wonder. He's really had one-and-a-half really good seasons, and I don't know if that's something you want to throw all that money into. So I, I kind of understand why the Cowboys did that. It's the Marcus Lawrence and that situation that's kind of holding this thing up along with this.
1: Now, they do have room, correct? I mean, they, they did restructure Travis Frederick, so they have some room to be able to do some things, right? Do some stuff. And they,
3: and they cut Scandrick for June 1, that saves them, what, four, $3 million? That you know That's just signing your draft picks, really, because he can't do that until June 1.
1: But let me ask you this. Going back to the, the Scandrick thing, were you a little bit surprised, and this goes along with what, what Dave was saying as well from the standpoint of you know how teams are making some of these shrewd moves with regards to trades and stuff like that, were you a bit surprised the Cowboys weren't able to structure some kind of trade and get some value out of Orlando rather than just cutting him out, right? Not really. No. That's,
4: I mean, he's 31 or he'll be turning 31. He's had extensive injury problems. He missed the last month of this season with an injury. Uh, and his contracts, I mean, what what did he sign in Washington for? Two years, 10? Yeah, something like that, yeah. He was on the hook for like two more years at $4 million. So, I I thought he had a tradable contract.
1: Yeah, I didn't think the contract was a problem. No,
4: his contract's not a problem, but when you factor everything else in there, I just like why are you scrambling to to take that on when you could just sign him after they come? I don't, I don't think there's a huge market for him in terms of teams being, and if they if there was, it certainly wouldn't have been anything. I mean, Robert Quinn is going for a fourth and a sixth. What's Orlando Skander going to get you? Yeah, I mean
3: this guy loves the West Coast. And you know, ideally, you would think he would sign with somebody over there. But I mean, we know him. We haven't. He has an agenda. I mean, he had three teams he wanted to sign I mean, with, and I, I, I don't know this personally because I haven't talked to him. But it, I mean, it definitely makes sense that he, he's looking for the Redskins or the Eagles or the Giants. He wants to play the Cowboys again. Those chips on his shoulders were never going to be as big as they are uh, next season. Good for him, but. You know, I think more than anything, it was it was time for him to go. He knew it. The team knows it, and apparently his teammates did as well. Because I mean, Dave, can you spend the next one second uh, talking about all the guys that that wished him farewell? <laughs> Bye, all Right. I mean, but, the, and you know, that's but Keith thing Smith too. leaves, and it's like, oh my God, beef. I mean, <laughs> good luck in Oakland. And then Skandrick leaves after ten years and writes this long thing that nobody really believes. And then he sends it, and you know, peace out. And everyone's like, bye. Yeah. I mean, I think it was his his time. He was a good player and a great draft pick. He was a great draft that's, pick. That's value. The fifth
1: round pick to stick around for 10 years, that's value. especially playing the slot. That, and I that's value.
3: And I think he he is a very intelligent player. He's a smart player. He, he, he learned the game, learned the craft. But I think, you know, he probably rubbed people just, you know, the wrong way just enough to kind of like, you know what? It's been right. good. It's been real. It's time. We'll see. We'll face you one time next year.
1: And the interesting thing is when you look at all the guys that have left the Cowboys to go to the Redskins, particularly. Cowboys haven't gotten burned on (laughs) that, so I think I think you're probably not you're probably betting in the direction that he might be okay for them. I don't know that the Cowboys are feeling like, oh my God, we got to play him twice a year.
3: Ever is there ever a man? No, I mean Jason
1: Hatcher, Brandon Noble, um, Noble. I mean throw McClain. McClain, like go down the list. The Cowboys really haven't gotten burned by it. It, You know, the guys end up playing there, and they're just guys. Mm. Mm. Who was that? I'm sorry, Kent.
4: Devin Harris. When it was the Giants, the,
1: Dwayne Harris. Dwayne, Dwayne
4: Harris, sorry, Dwayne Giants. Harris. Giants,
1: yeah. But we're talking specifically, I think, about the Redskins. Yeah,
4: Dwayne Harris burned them that one game? He yeah, did. Yeah. Not Dwayne, about Dwayne it, Harris it. did
1: beat them like almost single handedly one time. Canty actually had a decent, decent yeah, time with for the, the, Giants. the Giants. Yeah, though, right. but, I, but just just the Redskins. No, I, think about the Redskins and how they do free agency. It really has come back to bite the Cowboys.
3: Well, Dion's De- the biggest one, and uh, he didn't.
4: They didn't he didn't really do anything he was
1: toward the end yeah much closer to the end than the beginning at that point yep.
4: when the cowboys released demarcus ware you kind of had a feeling in the back of your mind that that might come back on him
1: but he specifically said specifically i'm not said going to the nfc more, no and no more i'm more money I'm, with the I'm, eagles I'm on yeah, the yeah. table just thinking
4: yeah. out loud here i'm not talking yeah no i'm saying... i Nobody's worried that Orlando Skandrick's just going to make life difficult for him. (laughs) No. We've seen him in training camp. I like these receivers. I like Orlando Skandrick more than most people do, but I'm not buying it. Yeah.
1: All right, let's move on. Uh, I do want to talk about a couple guys the Cowboys lost. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about Keith Smith and Kyle Wilber. (laughs) I know that they are not huge players, but when you start thinking about special teamers for this team and some of the better special teamers for this team that are now – I'm sorry? You were joking around, but, like, let's talk about that trade. Yeah, let's talk about yeah, that whole. Because, because I think I think there's a couple things here. First, the fact that you've lost two core special teams players to Oakland. And then just the way the whole thing went down with losing Keith Smith, who signs with Oakland, and then Oakland trades you the guy that they probably are not going to have a place for because they signed your guy, and you give up a fifth-round pick and get a sixth-round pick for it. What was your thought about just that whole overall trans- set of transactions?
3: I, I that doesn't really bother me too much. Um, I think that I, I think you're you're losing a better special teams player, obviously in Keith Smith. Yeah. Um. You know, but but you're probably going to get a little bit more on from an offensive standpoint with uh, Olawale, and I think that look for this to be. I don't think they're done with, with making moves on the tight end position. I think this is more of a H-back type guy. If they'll use him that way, I think you'll, you'll see a little bit more. You'll you know, see him
1: the, actually lined up more out. Of, I think like so. H-back I don't slot than just in the backfield as fullback. I, I think
3: so. And, but you are losing some special teams and probably just a better
4: online blocker, you know, but I haven't had any conversations about people to affirm this theory, but I don't think that the Cowboys thought there was a market for Keith Smith. Like he's their pet project. He's their linebacker turned fullback special teamer.
1: They, they expect him to come right back.
4: They're the only team that values him in their minds. He, you know, he, he plays 12% of the offensive snaps. He's caught like three passes in his career. They didn't tender him. They didn't think it would be a big, it would be a big deal. They didn't think about the fact, or maybe, maybe they did. And they just figured it was worth the risk, but his special teams coordinator works somewhere else now. Uh, I think they were probably surprised by how much he got in the grand. I mean, he got I kind of was, too. He got yeah. paid nicely yeah. for a yeah. fullback, um, which in today's NFL.
1: That's a, that's an anomaly. Which, so, uh,
4: like I said, maybe they saw it coming. Maybe they didn't. But I don't think they fully thought that he might actually leave. It makes a ton of sense for him. He's from the West Coast. Yeah. He went to college up in the Bay Area. Uh, his daughter lives out there um and so you, you don't have a fullback jason garrett clearly wants to play that style of football so they did what they thought they had to do to get the next best option because and and i i went through all this yesterday i was like okay why don't you just get an undrafted free agent just get some guy to come in well it might take him a while to get up to speed i mean they've brought in fullbacks in other years i remember my guy jc copeland from lsu a couple years ago figure What's basically what's twenty spots in the draft for a guy who can do the job and do it well right away, mm-hmm. uh, and so I think that's what they did. And you know, I, you know, people on Twitter kind of criticize it, like they never should have let Keith go. They should have waited for the Raiders to cut him because obviously they probably would. Whatever, they might wait till September to do that. You might get outbid by somebody else. Then you're competing him. for him. Yeah, and they did what they thought they had to do to just get it done, and they didn't spend a lot to do it. So. They didn't lose a draft pick. I mean, no, they move. They they, they, they moved lost 19, they lost 19 spots. I think the value is like 2.7 points on the draft chart versus like 1.2 or so. it's it's minuscule. It's nothing. Um, so you know, I, would I rather have Keith Smith? Yeah, probably personally. Just that's mainly for familiarity. So. Uh, yeah, and I mean, also, well, right? me personally, I like him as a dude, but yeah. I, I don't think this is a big deal. Or like, I you know, I don't think the Cowboys got screwed. It's just kind of eh, whatever. All right, downgrade.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, I think so.
4: Yeah. Well, let's also... You're ju- talking just player to
3: player. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But don't don't forget this aspect, too, because a lot of people will say and have said, well, you know, the Raiders didn't want o- Olawali, You know, they wanted Keith Smith, so you're going to take what the Raiders didn't want. Don't forget that when a new coach comes in, especially a special teams coach and a guy like Basatya. I mean, he's going to come in. He doesn't want to win with Olawali. You know he he wants to win with Keith Smith. I mean, hey guys, look our special teams. I brought Wilbur and I brought Keith Smith, in. I want to win with my guys. That that
4: he's no different than a lot of coaches. So yeah, if if a, if another co- let, let's just hypo- hypothesize that a Cowboys coach leaves here next year, and and just goes all out to get Jeff Heath on his team. Yeah. You know, and like that's his guy. He knows the scheme. He can do what he's supposed to do. He can help the other guys understand what they're trying to get accomplished. Cowboys oh, oh. fans are you know you know whoever let the Steelers fans are gonna be like well the Cowboys they didn't want him and Cowboys fans are going to be like he's terrible he's Jeff Heath, ha 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 but like coaches do that they like to surround themselves with familiar players and get guys who know how to run the things they want to run it's just but personal good
2: players but I, I but is Keith Smith a
4: good
3: Heath player
1: Keith I, I think he plays he's well. Keith
3: Smith is a great story he is an, a phenomenal story but I mean is he a, is he really a good player? I mean I
1: think for what they ask him to do, yes, I think. Okay. Now, no. That doesn't mean he's all pro caliber. What I'm saying is as a fullback, as a special teams player, I think he's a good player. Now, you know, the question becomes but $2 is Jamaal is, Jamez, is Jamez, No, maybe not, but is is Jamaal a good player? I know that I've seen moments when I've seen good play from him. He was here at one point. Um, and in Oakland, he's done some decent things for them. It's hard to know cuz I don't watch fullbacks a whole no. lot, right? So I don't know whether he's a better player worse player or not. I guess, you know, it really is going to come down to how much are the Cowboys going to use the fullback?
4: Use them, and, you know, and how do they use them? You're talk, it's, when you're talking 12% of the snaps, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. That's I refuse to get up in arms about it. And I like Keith Smith, and like I said, I wish he was still here, but it's it's
3: whatever. But, and the there's, board,
1: not, go ahead.
4: there's not many
3: players that can score a 75-yard touchdown out there. I mean, you know, he's got a little bit of, of more offensive game to him than um, – Th- than keith smith so if they're gonna use him that way then that's fine but if he's just got more offensive game but you're not gonna you're still gonna play him in the same role then
4: that's not good i think well, the more important- that was once though well it was once what
2: the 75 yard touch
4: yeah yeah i mean well one of them wasn't a touch he's he's had a few long receptions just,
2: i'm just saying i'm, I'm yeah you don't just, just base stop. your grading no, on him just by one or two. I and mean,
3: I didn't. I did not do that. What I said was is he was just a better offensive player, and he's probably got more skills offensively if that's how they're going to use him. If they want to line him up in front of Zeke and just blast these linebackers, I don't know if that's his game. So I, that is Keith's game I, again. What I'm saying is, I think they're going to cut James Hanna probably, or James Hanna's going to have a hard time making this team. And they're figuring out a way to Ola Wally plays fullback, but we you know you have to have Rico on this team for a while at least. And then you've got you've got Swaim, and you got all these other tight ends in the mix. This is a way to kind of get him on the field and do similar things.
1: Yeah, I think the more important thing that I'll that I'll personally keep an eye on is how much does the special teams take a hit losing two core, core special teams players who fills in that gap and and we'll see like it yeah. may mean nothing you may have guys that can easily replace them it may mean something and and that's the thing that we've noticed i, I think over the years of watching this team It takes subtle changes sometimes, and you'll see big differences in how a special teams unit plays. So that'll be something to keep an eye on this next year. Let's take our first break. When we come back, I do want to dive in a little more on this Alan Hearns thing. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about him and what he could mean to this team if the Cowboys go that route. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
2: It can be hard to find
0: the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation and so- So is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas in football, silver and blue.
1: Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, of pre-agency. Um, let's get into this co- this topic of Alan Hearns. He's a wide receiver uh, that has been playing in Jacksonville the last three years. Four years, I'm sorry. Um, in 2015, had a really, really great season. Uh, the numbers in 2015, he had 64 receptions for 1,031 yards and 10 touchdowns. Really, really great season. The downside is over the last two years, he's had some injuries played 10 games last year 11 games a year before in both seasons had 35 and 39 receptions uh for 477 and 484 yards and then only three and two touchdowns in those two seasons so it, the question becomes what are you getting are you getting the guy that you saw the last two years are you getting the guy that you saw in 2015 and you know you said a
3: really really great season uh, that was for a guy that you'd be like, Who's Alan Hearns? Like yeah. when can I get him on my fantasy team? Like and wow, Jacksonville actually has a player. But but sixty four catches for a thousand yards and ten touchdowns was was actually um a down season for like I mean when Dez put up those numbers and Dez's numbers were a thousand yards and, and that many touchdowns, but I mean Dez has had some numbers like that when he's had some pretty good years. But that's still a really good season. Like
1: also keep him, you go over a thousand yards and ten touchdowns, that's a good season.
4: He, it's a good right. That's a good season. That's a thousand yards as a number two.
1: Yeah, Alan as, Robinson was their number one. He's
4: yeah. He
3: was a quarterback for that year. Was Bortles been there that long? Bortles been there.
1: That was the one year that Bortles had like a great season. Everybody thought, okay, they're rolling now. He
4: came in with Bortles. Yeah, and that would have been his second year with yeah. Bortles. But which that is really, I don't know what to make of this thing because, well, all right, he hasn't signed. First of all, there's that. Yeah. But he's here, he's here <laughs> visiting. But he hasn't. Yeah, he he does not fit the mold of the other receivers that we've been talking about uh Dontrell Inman, Justin Hunter, and then you can even throw in Bryce Butler as a candidate to sign back. He's much more accomplished than those guys. Um and he will probably fetch a far higher price tag. He also is not what I would think of as a number 1 receiver. I mean, if you're going to sign Sammy Watkins, you're cutting Des Bryant. That's what you're that's going that's going down. He's going to be your number 1, and you're going to rebuild the receiver core behind him. What are you doing with Alan Hearns? I mean, you're going to make him the most expensive number four receiver in the league? Or are you uh, signing him to replace Dez and saying, hey, big guy, go get it. Be the number one, even though you've never done that. And And by the way,
1: now using letting everybody know that you're going to use a early pick on a wide receiver in addition to that, because I wouldn't which you're going to get rid of Dez, even if you sign Hearns and not get a top priority.
4: And I completely agree. I think I mean. If Hearns Hearns signs here, and and I don't know anything. I'm not, you know, nobody told me this. is all hypothesis. This is all me just trying to make sense of why they would be interested in him. If they were going to sign him, I would imagine they sign him, give him a decent paycheck, and then draft a receiver highly next month, and then writing's on the wall that Dez is at I mean, if you watch a little bit of tape, and I
3: know Broadus uh, was looking at him um, last night and this morning, and I watched a little bit. He looks a lot like this. I mean, forget the 88. I mean, he he does. Bigger
1: version, though, right?
3: A little six, bigger. He's 6'3", six, three. Six, three,
1: right?
4: I
3: mean, he, I don't think he's as thick. I he don't looks, know that offhand, He looks but. just like him. Mean, I mean, he runs. His routes are kind of the same, you know, which isn't necessarily a good thing. Um, you know, his quarterback doesn't always put the ball where it needs to be, which is similar uh, here. Um you know, it's it's a lot. There's a lot of Dez to it. And if, and if you look at the last three years, you're like, ah, what did I tell you this morning? If you, fans that want Alan Hearn or people that want him are going to say, well, you know, Alan Hearn had 15 touchdowns the last three years, and this guy's had – Dez had 17. If you take it back four years, it's like 33 to 19. So, I mean, I just think that it's it, – I don't I don't see how you have Hearns and Dez on this team. Neither do I. That's,
4: yeah, no, I don't get it. Just,
2: but even if Dez was gone and they have him, and I haven't looked at his tape or anything, yeah. but based on uh, Brian already did his report and sure. all that, and I read it, based on all, all the things that he wrote down, I mean, why would you ha- want this guy? Does he really have the qualities that you're looking for in a wide receiver?
3: Yeah, I mean, he has the qualities. I think. He, I think what you'd get is you'd get a younger Dez. You're just getting a. a but you're rich.
2: not really improving anything, nope. not really.
1: Not getting younger. You're, you're, you're not getting younger, and you, I, I personally think you're saving money. I know you right. said you think it's a. Uh, uh, a heftier price. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I think you might be able to get that guy on that kind of one-year deal, that kind of two-year deal, uh, because, again, the last two years, it's going to be hard for him are, to convince a team you know that what he is injury, ready to come what in. What were his injuries? I'm not sure, but he missed, what, six games one year and five games the other? It's. It,
4: I mean, there is that. If 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 you really don't think there's a that much of a market for him and you can get him to a super team-friendly deal like that, go for it. But I know where he's going after this. Jets, right? Yeah they got a, load of of cap cap space. got a lot of money a lot of, and, a, and the need for playmakers.
1: Yeah, I mean, he could be. But cap-backer. I think, I, again, I think that these numbers are why it's hard to convince me that a team's going to say, oh, he's but the playmaker we need to go and spend what did money we, on.
4: What did we just say, though? Teams, teams lose, are doing that. Teams do that
1: in free agency.
4: Not- and if you've got $80 million in cap space and Quincy Ananya is your only wide receiver and you're about to draft a quarterback of the future – and you got the
1: money where you can overpay this dude, who cares? I'm just saying. I just I look around the league, and I see some of these other deals that you mentioned earlier in the show where there are much better players that are on one-year deals, prove-it-type deals. To me, this is a prove-it-type guy.
4: Um, the Ravens tried to give Ryan Grant $8 million a year. I mean, anything's possible. I know it didn't work out, but it, any, Taylor Gabriel got $7.5 million a
1: year. I, I mean... Now, Taylor Gabriel, he does have some extraordinary speed that sure. you can say, hey, we can use him in a lot of different all, ways. Right?
4: All I'm saying is, it, you know, for the
1: Cowboys, it has to make
4: sense because they don't have that much cap space. But the the Jets could give this guy $8 million per year on a shorter deal just because they, they need somebody. Honestly, yeah. I don't think I could name more than one Jets. Nunya, I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. That's how little I know about Ananya. the Jets. Lucky Whitehead's up there. Good for him. I They got... They got you – know, <laughs> there's no Wayne Corbett. There's no Keyshawn. They're about to – they're going to draft a quarterback. They need to have a reason for people to be excited about their offense. I'm so I – agree, I agree with Dave 100% on this yeah. one. I I'm just, just saying I, I think this guy will command
1: a higher price tag than your – you know, and I don't, honestly I, I hope the Cowboys don't overpay for him. I don't and it doesn't sound like they they're willing to overpay well, for anybody. But I hope they don't overpay for him because I, I do think he's the kind of guy that needs a prove it kind of deal. He has not proven in the last two years that he is a, a guy that's worthy of a big contract, in my opinion.
4: But to Amber's point, let's just say you did that. Uh Alan Hearns is twenty six, Des is turning thirty. Um So you're basically getting a younger, similar player. And then, again, if you did this, I would have to assume you're going to spend a top 50 draft pick on a receiver. So you turn your receiver core over, basically, just like you did with your cornerbacks. You make your top two receivers 26 or younger going forward. And then... You can figure out what you want to do and with you had a Terrence Williams last year. Next year.
1: You have a receiver let that you drafted last year as well. So
4: I mean, if yeah. you were to do this, then I believe Terrence Williams would become your oldest receiver. And, yeah. And he can't be any older than like twenty seven. Right. Twenty maybe not even that old. Beasley. So. What about Beasley? Oh yeah, him too. Well, but Oh, well, but you they already drafted
1: somebody that he's, might Yeah,
4: have yeah Beasley's also in a contract so. year. So yeah. I mean I mean, I don't know how it's gonna play out, but it seems like they're very much interested in doing to their receiver core what they did to their cornerback. Yeah,
3: and I just I agree with Dave. I I think that somebody like the Jets, which you ask them, okay, what do y'all need? We just need a guy that can play. We need we need you. You could come in and help us. But what, there's more questions with the Cowboys. I mean, what's up? First of all, I'm like if I'm if I'm his agent and Alan Hearns, I'm like okay, what's so what's Dez? going on with Dez? Yeah. I mean, what what's up there? What what role am I am I you know walking into
4: here? Um, Which it's it's very intriguing because and you know I'll I'll eat crow. March isn't over, but I think I said at the beginning of March I thought the dead situation would have re- resolved itself because I guess I went into it thinking they were going to answer the deads question first. And then do what they had to do after that, and they're clearly not doing that. They're either going to try to do it simultaneously, or they're going to try to answer the Dez question after they bolster the rest of their receiver group.
3: I, I think they had a free agent list, and I, you know, I think Sammy Watkins was at the top of it. I don't know if there was another guy, but I bet Des was in there as well. It, it, it wasn't like we cut Des, or we don't. We don't like. Let's see if we got someone better. If we can do, I guarantee, if Sammy Watkins would have come here, Des is, is going to be cut. I don't think that there's any way around that. I don't know about Hearn's. I don't know if if they're seeing, you know, if he can if he comes into this mix or not. But you've got a lot of guys that are the same type of player to me: Dez, Terrence, and now if you signed Alan Hearn's, I think they would be all similar type guys.
1: Yeah, I just I think it would be a I think it would probably be a mistake to think that if you're gonna that you're gonna get rid of Dez and that Alan Hearn's would be his replacement. I don't think you're better doing that. Hearns and
3: you're drafting a guy.
1: You have to draft. Yeah, but, I, but I, I'm a believer personally that the chances of a rookie wide receiver, and I know we've seen some yeah. in the last few years that have bucked this trend, but I'm a believer that A first-round draft pick at wide receiver, you cannot count on them to be a significant contributor in their first year. Unless, and when we've seen it work, typically they have a really great guy on the opposite side. That won't be the case in this instance. You'll have some good guys. I don't know if you'll have a great guy on the opposite side that's going to take a little bit of attention. So I I don't really factor that in for this year. Yes, for the future, I don't factor it in as much for this year.
2: And again, we're trying to figure, figure out Dak. You know, we still don't know how he's going to be in his third year and then bringing in a rookie and trying to put everything on that rookie and trusting him. And this Hearns, Hearn, how do you say his name? Hearns. Hearns. I don't like that idea at all. And the whole fact, I understand being younger and in a way being cheaper, obviously, but why why does that matter, really? At that point, if you were talking about like a rookie guy, then that's different because that's way younger. And yes, you have more time to develop. But this guy, you—you're at this point, you're wanting a wide receiver that can actually do something, not to test on the field and put him out there and see how he does and try to connect him with Dak and see how he goes with them. I mean, if I haven't been able to see that with Des, I sure wouldn't want to be able to see this with him or I wouldn't expect something better. Him,
1: the one thing I think that's a, a caveat to this whole thing is at least from the way the Cowboys could be thinking about this, they could be thinking of this as look, if we have Zeke for a full season, we believe that we don't need a true number one if they're going to make that move, right? Yeah, they could be looking at this. And we, I, I was the one that talked about it in 2000, was that 2016? Those games that Des Miss, their offense still kept going. And I think the reason why the offense still kept going is because you had Zeke back there and you had a great offensive line. And they may be looking at this and saying, look, if we have Zeke for 16 games and we've got our offensive line clicking, we believe that our quarterback can make the few throws he has to make per game, that the receivers we have right now, even without Dez, can make the catches that we need to make during the game, and our offense is still clicking. You also
2: had Witten and Cole open and being able to make those plays. I mean not at this point or we didn't see that last year. Well, but
1: I think their their argument will probably be well we didn't have Zeke the whole season. And and once we had when we had Zeke, by the time right before he got suspended, this offense was clicking. And I think they believe if we have him for a full season without the distraction of this thing hanging over his head and yeah. we can get back to what we were, we think our offense can be efficient even with the receivers that we have. We don't necessarily have to change out a lot. We can go cheaper and have an Alan Hearns that we think could be maybe comparable. And right?
4: that's, well, and that makes sense. And that's probably why they're, you know, Jerry, my probably my favorite Jerryism is the tolerance for ambiguity. I mean, like, <laughs> this whole thing is just nebulous right now. Right. And it doesn't seem like it bothers them too much. I mean, it'll, you know, by the time the draft's over, I feel like we'll have a much better idea of what their plan is, but. They don't seem like they're in a hurry. One, I mean, whether it's Dez and a rookie or Alan Hearns or somebody else that hasn't been cut yet, I don't know. One alarming trend,
3: I just looked at his stats. Uh, Hearns, 16, 15, 11, 10. That's the games played mm-hmm. in that order. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, his rookie year 16 and fifty I mean, he's always trending downward. I mean, sometimes games played, four yeah. years, that's still somewhat of a small sample size. But, I mean, he, you know, we'll see what happens with, with his career. But he's starting to get injured a little bit more um you'd like to kind of see a, a
4: full 16 in there you know lately which well to Derek's point maybe his market won't be as great as I Everyone. think it is because of that I don't know I yeah I got
3: he's got to figure out what what they do with Dez I mean and, I would, and, and they have a plan they're just they're just not having a press conference every week telling us about yeah,
1: it Yeah yeah All right let's take our final break when we come back I do want to talk about Jonathan Cooper he uh, signed with the 49ers and I want to talk about what kind of hole that leaves for the Cowboys. He was a starter last year at guard. This offensive line is the best of what the Cowboys do. What does that mean now for the rest of this offensive line and what the Cowboys will have to do in either free agency or the draft in order to sure – uh, in order to secure that offensive line. We'll talk about that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black is the number 1 best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit getjackblack.com/cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black. Look good. Smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand
0: of the Dallas Cowboys
1: to the break. Welcome back. It is the final segment of the break. Nick, take it away.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, talk, yeah? Yeah, oh yeah. let's talk a little bit about Tommy John. And, and you know what? We have different reads about it. One thing that I don't think we talk about a lot is true Cowboy fans love to wear their, their star. Tommy John gives you that ability. If you go to the website, TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys, you'll be able to look at not only a great pair of underwear, the best that there is, but you can personalize it with your favorite team. You can put a star on there. And so if you get to that point, you know, and people get to see the uh, the draws, they're like, oh, Cowboy fan as well. So go to Dallas Cowboys. I mean, you can go to Dallas Cowboys. As well. Sure. Hopefully. Definitely go there. Like you're sport. already here. But TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. You get 20% off your first order, and you can also figure out a way to put that star we somewhere. We do have
1: other fans, on the other teams' fans that listen to our show.
3: Yeah, but they're just haters.
1: Yeah, but they listen. <laughs> Who? There are people. Oh, well, cool. Well, I well, guarantee Welcome
3: aboard. Sometimes we talk about your team.
1: Yeah, we do. We do. So let's talk about the 49ers for a second. <laughs> we do need to talk about okay. the 49ers. Trending upward. They, they've they made a lot of moves, and uh, you look at what they were year and a half ago, they are a completely different team. And yesterday they they pick up one of the Cowboys. I guess uh, one of the guys the Cowboys were were okay with losing in Jonathan Cooper, who started for them all last season and I thought played pretty well, and I think it does leave a significant hole for them now that they have to fill as far as a starting guard. What do you guys think about losing Jonathan Cooper?
3: Cool. I mean, I, I don't I don't think that it, it, it affects them at all. I really
1: don't. Now, it wasn't one of those one-year deals that, that, that uh, Dave mentioned yeah. earlier, so it wasn't like they committed a lot to him.
3: Yeah, because they, because they they wanted him.
1: I don't know the number. They I heard, wanna, actually, I heard an interview this morning. And they said it. And I, I forgot, but I know it was a one-year deal.
3: They, they want to see what he looks like when he doesn't have an all-pro center and all-pro left tackle next to him. I, I think the Cowboys are looking at this going, Ron Leary was pretty good, and then he comes in there and does does really well. you know. And then Lyell, okay, can he play guard? He's never played it, and he played pretty well. And then Leary comes back, and then he's done well. And then Jonathan Cooper has been around three teams, and he does well. I think they're kind of seeing that, you know what, we let's get you, think a, you just plug in whoever i mean not whoever but i don't know we're not going to um a little slight maybe just a little bit you think you can play left guard who derek
4: no yeah. no too slight you don't have an ass <laughs> at least not compared to some first of the guys first of all why playing. are
1: you looking we
4: work closely together. I'm sorry.
1: It's Still, I don't look at yours, so there. don't look at mine. How well, you that? do buy underwear. for Pretty inappropriate, for him. Dave. That is pretty inappropriate. It's rich coming from you. <laughs> By the um, way, I heard you did the Tommy John read last week. It was fantastic. Thank That's you. what I heard. I heard it was really, really well done.
4: Um <laughs> I've said like three dozen times this offseason that I thought they should bring Cooper back because i you know, you get him on a very inexpensive like one or two year type of deal, but Again, like I'm not heartbroken that it didn't come to pass. Cause like Nick said, I mean, <laughs> I'm glad you didn't say anything inappropriate right there. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Good. Um, but it, it's, yeah. Like to Nick's point, it's whatever he's playing between two pro bowlers. You can, you can find damn near anybody to do that job for you. So, you know, best of luck to him. I thought it made sense to bring him back, but there's any number of other guys who can do that for you.
1: Yeah. So, I mean I, uh, it's not so much the that it's Jonathan Cooper as much as to me, it just creates one more hole you gotta fill well, and this time it's starting. It doesn't create anything it. though. That hole's been there since the season anyway. But let's well, talk they, about yeah, see
2: about get see him as a bridge that. guy or like one of those band aid
4: guy.
1: But but him. if you are but if he is a bridge guy, then the question becomes typically when you got a bridge guy, you got somebody else that's kinda coming up next and they don't really have anybody coming up next. And I think the more important part of it is the part that Nick wants to talk about here, which is does this now affect what you're doing at right tackle? Does your right tackle and Lyle Collins now become the guy that ultimately has to move again down to guard because you got a hole at guard? They, and that's the part I think is is more important to to consider
3: here. They've looked at three different offensive linemen uh, yesterday yesterday. Uh, Cameron Fleming, who was a starter the last year, um, kind of a journeyman, but he's but he's been a starter last year for the Patriots. of the Super Bowl. That's something you can't say you know, a lot of Cowboys on this team have not said. Um, they he was he's not really a swing guy. He he's going to play tackle, probably right tackle, is his best position. So if they signed him and they're in some negotiations with with him, then. Yeah, Lyell would probably move to to left guard or at least they're going to figure that out and see if that's the that's the best option. So, uh they're also looking at some other guy, was it L- Adrian Wadley? Adrian Wa- Waddle. 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 Uh, he he's more of a swing tackle option there. They also looked at a guard, Marcus Martin. Uh, I don't know if he's necessarily in the mix to to be signed.
4: Also a couple of receivers
1: too. Um yeah, Inman and Hunter. Well, Dave, Dave I know you have a problem with the idea of Lyle moving. Talk to Spider right, Man. I have a problem. You just do too. Okay. Yeah, I have a problem. I just
4: I, I don't love it. Uh, like it, it, they're they're like schizophrenic because for the first for forever fans wanted him to play tackle. And we're sitting here having these conversations like, look, they they like him at guard they said it a million times. We like him at guard. We think he can be really amazing at guard. So we say that for a year and a half, anticipating that that's where he's going to be. Lo and behold, they changed their mind. They tried to move and tackle. They paid him very well to move out there. Mm-hmm. And I thought he did an awesome did job. Too. Like, they, like nobody had a harder job than Lyle last year. Like, he had to play Vaughn and Kerrigan and Mac and... Pretty, pretty, he good. was facing off against badasses week after
1: week after yeah. week, and, and I thought he was hurt, and with and he had a bum foot, and for there, a lot of. I that. don't think you can, and you guys know more than I do, but Are I don't back. think Excuse there was a me. game where he just got beat up.
4: Well, he got he got this? pretty beat up in Denver in week two, he, and that's about it. Well, everybody got the beat most in remarkable stat. That's a little different. To me, one of the most remarkable stats of,
3: of all year is the fact that he was on the injury report almost every week. He missed a lot of Wednesday practice, missed a lot of Thursday practice, missed some or missed Thursday, Friday. You know me, snaps he missed last year Zero. Zero snaps in the game. Travis Frederick and him are the only two offensive players to play every single snap. That's amazing to me because there were some times where he couldn't even walk off the field. So that that was and they he, probably should now left tackle. Is playing time. him at guard the best spot for that? See, I don't think he's a guard. I really don't. I don't think he played guard. He played well. They were also the worst team in the league at third and one rushing. I don't think he gives you that kind of push that you need. I think he's a. I think he's strong, but I think he's better at right tackle.
1: Honestly, I think he can do either. Way. No, I think, and it, so my problem is, I don't. I don't think he's necessarily worse off putting him at guard. I just think at some point you got to give this guy a chance to just let do something if it's tackle yeah keep him at tackle I do if it's agree. guard keep him at guard figure it out but, let my man live yeah i mean they recruited him to come here
4: like they wanted him so they wanted to be a part of it and and to be fair i mean he's been a starter when he's been healthy for most of his career yeah. but let him pr- get better at something like he's making all this great progress at right tackle you have him at a bargain right now i mean if he's you know I got to believe he's at least in the upper half of starting right tackles and you're paying him $7 million a year. You got him for two more seasons. What if he does falter when he moves back to guard? Or what if he's just not as good? Or what if you have to pay your starting, your new starting Ooh. right tackle more money to do that? I what just, if none of it makes sense to me. And I don't think any of it's, a well,
2: good idea. what if, well, sorry, go ahead.
3: Uh, what if they decide to just let Zach Martin go and not re-sign him? Maybe that's the issue. They haven't no. signed him yet. Then, then, then no. now you need a guard. That would, no, <laughs> that
4: would surprise. That's them. not an option. That okay. that's not an option. A lot of things. Sorry, a lot you. of things I, are I, options. I cut, cut off your point for that. No, that I was, was just crazy. gonna say
2: maybe the way that the cow. And again, this is not a for sure thing or anything, but maybe the way that the Cowboys are taking a look at this, and it is that it's easier for them to find a tackle than a guard, and maybe they're that's how they're looking at it. Okay, can we find a better tackle and? We don't have many guards out there right now that we're looking at.
4: That, that seems to fly in the face. That of goes against, like, widely accepted yeah. football theory.
1: Tackle is one of the hardest positions.
4: To and, mind, and right? hey, a good one. you might be right. There might not be a guard they feel good about in free agency. We, Marcus Martin was here. Maybe they don't really love him. Draft a guy then. All right. There, this is a good draft class for guards. We, I mean, Hernandez and Wynn are the names that you know,
1: but there's another. Do you have to do it in the first round? No. You can get a guy in, I mean. A guy that can start. To, to get a starter for next year, do you have to do it in the first round this year? No.
4: And you shouldn't. If you you got all pros everywhere else and a first-round pick at right tackle, you should be able to plug in a third-round pick and have him be okay. Maybe not great, but fine. I I don't buy that. So, no. I, you We've, seen it.
3: We've seen it before. We've yeah. seen a seventh-round pick start for this team, you know, at guard. How good was he? It was okay. What I mean, are you talking about? Bill Nagy. It was okay. He was out of the league in two years, but I
1: mean, he was okay that year. I was about to say, I don't, I don't know if I think he was good, but okay, whatever.
4: <laughs> that Heck for a- that matter, I mean, Al, Al Johnson
1: was a center at second-round pick. Was that right? Yeah.
4: Nobody wants to hear this, but now I'm not even going to say it. No, say
2: I'm going to say something. Who's going to be behind Tyron Smith?
4: whoever the guy that they try to sign in the next week or two. Not if if you're talking about moving Lyle
1: and now he's starting. He he won't be. That means now what you've done is essentially you've created kind of three spots you got to
4: fill. Which is why if Cameron Fleming wants to be the starting right tackle for this team, I would say, thanks but no thanks. We're good. I would pay Waddle to be my swing tackle. I would keep Lyle where he is, and I would – I would probably still sign an El Chipo veteran guard and then try to draft somebody. That's what I would do. And what I was going to say is if push absolutely comes to shove, you could
1: play Chaz Green at guard. Again. You do realize, by the way, you're creating just one more guy you got to draft. We already talked about the possibilities of what you do with Dez. Does that mean you got to go get a wide receiver? No. If you we already think safety is a position you got to go and draft, I, right? I, I signed
3: mean? Fleming and I signed Waddle, and I probably. We'll see. I mean, oh, who's your backup if, center? If Looney? you sign
4: them both, you could do that. Looney's a free agent. Yeah, Looney's a free agent. Well, I know. I mean, we don't, have, don't have one. I'm right? a
3: backup center. Um If you sign both, that's fine. I just let's talk about Amber's point here that she's trying. I mean, she really wasn't joking around because <laughs> look around the league. I mean, look at what Joe Thomas did. Ten years, right? Mm. And he he was done. The injuries were just too much, and he he decided he wants to do something else. I mean. You told me something. Tyron Smith this is his eighth year. Yeah. Where did that time go? Eighth year for Tyron Smith. You're right. Yeah. And, you know, starting to, to – I'm not starting to. He's had a lot of issues with his with his back, back and neck head, and yeah. stuff. So, I mean, that's why I would sign all those guys. I'm not going to let an Atlanta game happen again. Yeah, yeah that's a that good point. I'm just yet. not going to – and so
4: I, that's a great point. I guess – Back up there. I guess that's tr- – I mean, we, we've we known they need a swing tackle. Yeah. Uh, you know – maybe this bites you on the butt later, but like, I'm not ready to draft a tackle in the first round because I'm worried about Tyron. I'm going to give no, him not yet. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt for at least another year or two. Um, if you have the
1: same issues next year, then do you I mean, think then? Hey.
4: Yeah. Then that's, that's a problem <laughs> yeah. for sure. Um, but for the, I mean, yeah, they need a swing tackle and whether that's the draft or free agency, it looks more likely to be free agency than the draft to your point. If it's, March twenty first, and you didn't realize that guard was a draft need.
1: That's on you. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, with letting the starting guard from last year go, now you've got multiple things you got to consider, and they all become draftable. And if you're gonna, if by the way, as we talked about earlier, if you're gonna take Lyle and flip him down the guard, now you gotta, you gotta find a tackle and a swing tackle. It's not just getting one tackle. Now you need two tackles. So. My whole point is just that this just complicates things and gives you even more and you keep pushing pushing it back to say, Okay, we'll have to address that in the draft. We'll have to address that in the draft. Well, there's only so many picks.
4: Whether it's whether it's Fleming and Waddle or two other guys whose names we don't know, I bet you they'll sign two offensive line free agents to help shore that up and then we'll have a And you think they'll be they'll be good
1: quality though I guess that's the, the question I didn't say that I don't I just said <laughs> I mean it can't be it can't and no nothing I shouldn't say it like you don't that. have many it options can't, it can't be guys that are like Chaz like you need guys that are capable and that that have the ability to come in as we talked about before you got to secure your swing tackle has to be a guy that can come in at a minute's no minutes notice and be able to play well because you don't know what Tyron's status will be necessarily because history so far is showing that he's getting to a point where the injuries you, are mounting on him.
3: You're walking into a situation where a guy has coached 27 years at this position in, in Paul Alexander, and I think that that is going to prove to be a pretty good get uh, for this team. Yes, they've got talent. We know that. Um, you know, Frank Pollock was the coach here, and he was inexperienced at the time doing it. Um, but I, I think, I think you, you're giving a really good coach some really great players And then I think he can develop some as well. He's developed some guys over at Cincinnati. And and I'm not saying that Pollock didn't because, you know, Lyell that was a project, and they did a nice job with him and some other players. But I think Paul Alexander is is taking it up a notch or two, and I think that's really going to help him.
1: All right. I think we can get one question here? We got got any questions over there coming out of Twitter? Uh, We do that?
2: Oh, I forgot about that, yeah. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Hold on. Well, this one is going back – Onto the wide receiver stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to get into that again. We but should.
1: I, throw
4: it out there. All right. We know how Amber feels.
2: Well, let's go with this one. Do you think Cowboys uh, could get a guard in the first round if Hearns is signed?
3: Okay, so you're saying that you, we...
2: They get the wide receivers now.
3: You know, I... To answer that, the, the point I was going to make is, and I don't love this theory. I really, I've never been a big fan of draft best available because I think it's really a lie. I don't think most teams do that, um, even when they say it. I don't think you're drafting the best available. You're drafting the best available need. Yeah. And so at not, at 19, though, I I think that they have a, a chance to really do that. I mean, there's going to be a lot of needs here. I don't think a quarterback w- will be a pick. I don't think a cornerback will be a pick there. That would be a real best or a available. tight end. Maybe I don't see running back either. Everything else, I I could I could see if it's a guard, yeah. If they're wiped out on on you know linebacker and and receiver and defensive end and safety and tight end, I I mean, is there a stud tight end that would fall to them?
4: I think all the tight ends will still be on the board when they pick. Because so that being said, I don't think then I don't think that they would go tight end. Tight end is deep, but not not at the top. No. There's not a lot of great. First round. They have great success. Well, speaking so of round.
2: tight ends, real quick, here's another question. This guy is asking, wouldn't it be a good move to release and this is crazy, release Witten and use his seven million dollars cap hit?
3: No nah. That guy, I, to use that money no else. disrespect to that guy. He's never really walk, probably walked in the star and actually seen, you know. You really, sound uh, insane, insane dude. <laughs> That's a <laughs> big old mural that they got up there. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think yeah. I'll cut Jason Witten. There's a whole, there's a Stop com- making the Pro Bowl, and then then we need to talk about it. But you can continue to make the Pro Bowl regardless of if he was an altered or not. I mean, he's still playing at a relatively high level. He's not the same guy he was, and I think that they could do a better job with mixing in you know, some rotation a little bit more um, because they need they need more playmaking tight ends. Uh, but I, I just don't see how you cut him. Yeah, no. Who's the leader on this team? I mean, they need that. They need that
1: guy.
2: We still yeah. need to find out about Rico. I'm still wondering what's going on with him.
1: You and everybody else we won't know until we get to Rico, training camp, right? I
2: forgot what he looks yeah. like.
1: All right. We appreciate you guys joining us. We're back next week for another edition a of the break till then for Nick even Dave Helm and Amber Garcia. I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com.